0: I'm a follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to the Spiritual Laws of Nature. We are in the middle of a series that we're calling the Top 10 Spiritual Laws. We just finished about 30 of my top spiritual laws and now the ones we're going through are the top 10 of our listeners over the years through comments and emails and things like that. Um, And today is called Breaking the Cycle and, um, I've seen so many lives change from this one thing uh, that that it's the only thing they ever did that I told them to do, but it totally changed their life, or maybe it was the only thing I told them, and they left, and I never saw them again. I know there were several like that, and they went home, broke the cycle, and totally changed their life. all right, what's the cycle? The cycle is some repeating negative pattern. Uh, it's usually a self-sabotage. It, it's, uh, it's where you're messing up your own life by doing things you shouldn't be doing, by not doing things you should be doing, uh, constant negative thoughts, feelings, emotions. We are mind, body, and spirit. We are three things, not one, but those three things all harmonize and overlap. And if we have a problem in one area, it causes a problem in all three, kind of like a baby mobile. You touch one part of a baby mobile and the whole thing starts moving. So, you have a problem in any of those areas, mind, body, spirit, then you've got a problem with all of them. Okay? And what is critical here is the truth. Okay? What is the truth? Well, part of the truth is that you come into this world, you are born into this world already programmed from your ancestry and those nine months in your mother's womb with information from your mother, your dad, and other people that they interacted with. You are already programmed when you uh, cry that first cry, when the doctor spanks you on the bottom. All right. Then, over about the next uh, six to eight years, You become additionally programmed by all of the influences where you are growing up and your response to them and how they fit with all of those ancestral things from generations back, okay? But by the time, the bottom line is by the time you're six or eight, you are fully programmed, all right? Democrat, Republican, God or no God, Ford or Chevy you you instantly pretty much have an answer to everything and it wasn't by study you're eight years old. It wasn't by all the education you have it was, no it, it came automatically through all of those influences, okay? But unless you do something about it, That programming that you have at about 8 is going to be the same programming you have at 80 when you're looking at the end of your life. Okay? And everyone absolutely should do something about it because we all have junk in our programming. It's just a fact. Uh, Very recently, an article from Scientific American said about 50% of what we believe is true about our life when we think about our memories is simply not true. It's not true. 50 percent. Okay? Now a lot of times it's not the facts, it's the interpretation of the facts. Like when I was about uh, 10 years old, my dad found out he had bad heart problems and on a Saturday morning, he snapped, started hitting me over and over and over, and while he was hitting me, he was yelling, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything, okay? Well, that, that totally ruled the next 15 years of my life until Hope kicked me out of the house on a Sunday night and said, I can't stand to live with you anymore. Okay? And, and by the way, they said before that happened, I was one of the happiest kids they'd ever seen. I just spontaneously sung all the time, joyfully, and was very positive, but after that event, everything changed. I quit singing, uh, everything was serious, alright? Well, I did not... Um, my, my inter- when I remember that memory, The interpretation was not, oh this has nothing to do with me. My dad had just found out he had heart problems and snapped. This is all him, not me. You think that's what I thought? No. That is not what I remembered about that memory. What I remembered about that memory is I'm a failure, I don't measure up, and I'm never going to amount to anything. And my thoughts, feelings, and actions were consistent with that for the next 15 years. I guarantee you, you have at least one significant area that you have wrong programming just like that. And it is negatively affecting your life right now. If, if you've not already fixed it. Okay? Here's the thing. We always think the problem is our physical and external circumstances. What's happening right now in my life. Uh, because Hope uh, told me to take out the garbage, or because my boss didn't give me the raise, or the guy in the traffic who cut me off, or whatever. It, when people ask us, how you doing? well, what's, what's, the, what's wrong? What's the biggest thing wrong? We always talk about our current circumstances. Someone doesn't ask, would, it would not be the case generally that someone would ask you, hey, what's wrong? and you say, you know, when I was about five years old uh, my dad told me I was never going to amount to anything. uh, That's what's bothering me. You know, it's 50. (laughs) No, we don't answer that way. We don't think that way. But we should because that's where it's coming from. Very first day of psychology class, I have a PhD in psychology, very first day in undergraduate of psychology class the teacher writes on the board, the problem is never the problem. And he's right. What people come into my office wanting counseling help for and they say, okay, here's why I'm here, here's the problem. I bet not more than three times in over 30 years have they been right. Every other time, the thing they said was the (laughs) Nope, sorry, nice try, but that's not what's causing this. What's causing it is in the unconscious, subconscious, and your ancestral issues. It's that original programming. You're still not by your original programming. So 50% of that is in error, all right? And we tend to act on the errors because our mind naturally leans a little bit to the negative, all right? It's part of the survival instinct. But the other part of it, they did a study that uh, became a special edition in National Geographic called the Owner's Manual for the Brain. I've got it in my office. And that that special revolved around an an incredible study where they found that one second before you make any significant decision, there's an electrical spike in your brain. And so they followed that back, all this took years, and they found that the electrical spike in the brain was the unconscious mind mandating what that decision would be. Not suggesting, not giving advice, mandating. And the title of the article they wrote was The Illusion of Free Will. So, what that means with the 50% errors and then your unconscious, which leans to the negative in the survival instinct, which means it values the 50% in error more than it does the 50% that's correct. Sounds crazy, but it's true, all right? So, that means you've got the 50% in error, the unconscious mandating, and usually toward the negative. and giving you the corresponding negative feelings, emotions, thoughts, and actions, man, if you do not take steps to break your cycle, there's a real good chance you're just kind of a puppet in your own life. With your unconscious mandating and 50% of what it's making decisions based on is in error. Think about it. Okay. Um... Fortunately, you have an extraordinarily powerful tool that no matter how much bad programming you have, you can reprogram yourself and break the cycle at will. Okay, the tool is called your Image Maker. You may know it more as the imagination. I don't say that because of the connotation of daydreaming. When I talk about the image maker, I'm talking about the single creative force in the history of mankind. Everything you see, someone had as an image in their mind before it ever went to blueprints and then to actually being made into a product. Everything. There's not one exception. 100% of what man has done has been on the image maker first and that's where it came from. According to uh, Dr. Antonio Damasio, MD, PhD, head of the department at the University of Southern California being mentioned uh, with the phrase Nobel Prize these days. His wonderful work, uh, what he found was that imageless thought is impossible. Impossible. Imageless emotions, impossible. Imageless actions, impossible. If you feel something, think something, do something, 100% of the time, it's because you had an internal image of that. And what you think, feel, and do will be in line with that image. Not only what it is, but whether to do it in the negative or the positive. Okay? Alright? A few years ago, my family and I went to uh, Europe and we got to go to Rome and especially to the Sistine Chapel. Excuse me, which was my favorite part of the trip, and they had just taken they just spent years getting all the soot and ash and black and gray off the pictures. so they were real vibrant and everything. It was just amazing, unbelievable the I, I was just overwhelmed, really. but what you got to understand is it took Michelangelo years, a significant portion of his adult life to create that, all right? It didn't take a week. It didn't take a year. Years and years and years. And then while we were there, we saw another unbelievable, beautiful marble statue that Michelangelo had made. And again, it it, it, it looked like the guy was about to step down and start talking. It, it was so real. Even, I mean, I know, marble, but you, I guess you have to see it. But it just unbelievable. Michelangelo had that finished picture in his mind before he did the first chisel whack on the big block of marble granite that he would be working on for years. He had the finished thing in his mind before he ever started. Everything that is ever created starts with your imagination or image maker. You know that they can't find the screen for your imagination? Medical science can't? Well, you would think if that were true you would have heard, oh, the imagination doesn't really exist because we can't find a screen. That's normally how it would work. Well, why don't they say that? Because they'd look like idiots because everybody knows you have an imagination whether they've got proof of it or not. I believe it's because the imagination is in the spiritual realm, not the physical realm. And for that reason they may never find it. Okay? Albert Einstein said that the imagination is more important than knowledge and that every major discovery he had made was with the imagination. His, the thing that he is most known for in his entire life How did it start? He saw a guy riding on a beam of light. That's where it came from. He didn't make any secret of that. And then it took him seven years to work out and perfect all the math, but before he ever started that, he already knew the answer from the vision. Okay. Uh, Oswald Chambers, I'm told the number two selling book every single year, number one is the Bible number two is uh, uh, is it Our our utmost for His Highest. Our utmost for His Highest. I read it every day. D- couldn't remember the title. Um, but also Oswald Chambers said the imagination is the most important tool that we have. Okay? And knowing that Most people I know don't use it. I mean, your most important tool, that's the one you use the most, right? That's the most powerful one, the one that's going to get you the most results. Most of the people I've counseled over the years, they never one time picked up their image maker as a tool to use to better their life. But you absolutely can, and it works great. Um, Last one before I tell you how to do it. God, in the Bible, says, I have set before you both life and death. Choose life. Well, how do we do that? How do we choose life? He tells us that, too. Think about these things. What is true, lovely, excellent? Well, when you're thinking about those things, you're looking at pictures of them internally. Everything, remember, starts as an image. Thought comes from the image. The feeling comes from the image. All right? So there's no way you can think about those things and not be thinking about images. All right? And what's the conclusion of that? Think about what is true, lovely, excellent, worthy of praise, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If you think about these things, the end result is going to be peace, which is your best life. If you're if you're uh if your um, body is in peace rather than stress, it's not going to get sick. You're going to live a long life with great health. You'll probably also have positive emotions, positive thoughts, positive actions and behaviors, etc., etc. Okay? So you choose life by choosing to take hold of your image maker and using it the way God says to use it and for you to have the best life you can have. So what I would encourage is get out some paper and write down what are the problem areas of my life and, and don't stop until you feel like you pretty much got them all. Alright? What are the problem areas of my life? And and do bullet points or write it out in, in longhand, whatever, but what is my belief about when they started, uh, uh, why I have them, why I haven't already fixed that, uh, all all of it. Everything you think, everything you know about those problems in your life. Then, every day, start taking some meditation time where you think about that issue in your life but you start creating the most positive possible outcome and interpretation of that. Not the negative, where you've probably been living with that until now, okay? You start creating in your mind, in your heart, the most positive interpretation or outcome. Now, not something that's not true. That's interpreted as a lie and spikes your stress. But the most positive possible outcome and interpretation. Now, for me, in the memory of my dad, when he found out he had heart disease, snapped, started hitting me, said, you'll never amount to anything, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I had to do two things with my meditation on that. I had to, um, the facts were right, okay, the basic facts of him hitting me, the concrete floor, what I was wearing, what he was wearing, those were pretty much correct. What was in error was the interpretation. Which is, because he said it, that's the truth. So now all of a sudden, I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to mount anything. When before that, I didn't feel that way at all. My family said before that, I that. I was the happiest kid they'd ever seen. I would always be singing just joyfully. Now I wasn't singing at all, and I'm serious about everything. Okay? Now I never put two and two together until I was in my mid-twenties on that. Alright? I just knew I wasn't happy anymore. Well, it's because that was a very powerful memory Loads of adrenaline was released which is how the body and mind decide how important the memory is. So that is a very prioritized memory to my mind and heart, okay, and it's got a wrong interpretation. Alright, so when I started meditating to take hold of my image maker to heal that, I do a little bit of getting rid of the negative, which is, you know what, my dad never really even meant that. He was just angry over his heart disease, okay? I might have done the same thing in that situation or worse. So, it's not any big horrible blame to him, okay? And then and then start creating the positive, all right? That that had nothing to do with me. All right? So, if I was a, a good kid that measured up, before that, I was a good kid that measured up after that because that had nothing to do with me. It was only about his heart disease, so I can have a fabulous life so that's what I did and I took hold of my image maker about that memory, uh changed the negative, gave it a different interpretation. the outcome me never amounting to anything um explaining that wrong interpretation, and then creating the most positive possible outcome of that, which is that I actually learned something from that that ended up making me a better person and helping me have an incredibly successful life, way more successful than I thought I would have even before that happened, okay? Now, understand it's taken generations, and not just years, it's taken generations for those cycles to get to where they are in you. So, this may take a few months. I've, I've known some people that did it in days or weeks but that's unusual. Just be patient just a little bit every day and I would start with whatever you think is the biggest issue in your life and just keep using your image maker to change the negative interpretation and then create the most positive possible outcome and interpretation, okay? And do that until you feel the positive and you feel the negative lesson, alright? And you may have to work on one issue for a month. That's okay. It'll be worth it, alright? It may be on a negative to positive scale, you've been way over here, alright? Well, as you're creating these new memories, every single new one that you create that changes the interpretation of the negative and then creates a positive interpretation as well shifts you more and more to the positive. Well, once you get positive enough psychological adaptation is going to grab that issue and pull it instantly over to really good. Now, and to you it will almost be, wow! That was cool. I mean I've I've never been able to do that before and all of a sudden I can do it and it's easy. Okay. Alright. So you want some science on this? All right. They did a wonderful study where they took um, different groups of athletes and there were several studies that happened uh, and there was some overlap but but, uh, I'll walk you through it. They took Olympic athletes primarily runners (laughs) and uh, they had one group of Olympic athletes who did not go out every day to practice the way they had for years and all their life. Instead, they sat in a comfortable chair and they imagined, they imaged, going through a perfect race. Okay? What they found is that every muscle fired in exactly the same order for exactly the same amount of time. It was exactly as if they were out there running physically with how their muscles were firing while they were thinking about this. All right. Now there's another group that, that is not meditating. They are going out to practice every day. All right. So at the end of the study, here's, here's the conclusion the group that never went to practice just went to, and sat in a chair every day and imagined a perfect race, when they went to the actual race at race day, they had improved just as much as the group that had practiced every day, even though they had never practiced. They had just imaged it every day. but What they found is that by the firing of the muscles that were exactly the same, it did the muscle memory stuff, and then the imagining the most possible outcome when they started the race, they believed they were going to do better than the group that did not meditate. So really they were better in every way to run that race than if they had never practiced. uh, that has a limit. I mean, you've got to get, develop your body if you're going to be a world-class runner. That that wasn't the point. Um, they also did those same studies with uh, golfers and with archers who shoot bow and arrows with the exact same results. Uh, the group that, that meditated but did not practice would shoot the bow and arrow with not just just as well as they had before they meditated, but way better, as if they had been practicing every day to get way better, only they had never practiced a single day. That is the power you have within you with your image maker, and God put it there, and it's for us to take charge of. And use. think about these things. Focus here, not on what is temporal, but on what is unseen because that's eternal. We are told to take hold of this thing. Uh, the word heart in the Bible occurs more times than the word spirit, soul, mind, all put together. God wants your heart. Well, that's, that's where the image maker really lives, in your heart. Images, art, music are a heart thing. Okay? So, practice, practice, practice. List your problems, start with the biggest one, rate them zero to 10, then meditate, and with the intention that your unconscious mind will be doing the same thing and re, re um, envisioning all the un- and subconscious ones and ancestral ones that you don't know about, and it will do that if you ask it to, and then you take the biggest one first, reinterpret the negative to a positive, correct any factual errors you know of, and then create a positive memory with the most possible, with the most positive possible Results and outcome and interpretation. The most positive possible. All right? As opposed to the unconscious, if you just let it do its thing, always leans to the negative slightly. Okay? Well, this is intentionally creating the extremely positive, the most positive possible. Both. factually, interpretation. Now, of course, if you get down the line and that's not what happened, you don't you don't stay with that. You stay with what happened, all right? Because we always need the truth. But um, I, do it in the morning when you get up. Do it at night before you go to bed. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. If you can't see pictures, as maybe one person in a hundred can't, practice. Uh, get a piece of candy and uh, unwrap it, noticing the crinkling sound and all that sort of thing, and then tasting it and the flavors and how long it lasts and everything like that. Then when you're done with it, close your eyes and remember eating the piece of candy. Uh, you can do that with flowers or anything really, but practice and that will come back typically. It's either brain damage or your heart has shut your image maker off because the images you were looking at were too negative for your own good okay so it shut that off but that will turn back on brain damage maybe maybe not sometimes we've seen that okay but do it until the images are truly changed when you remember that event the first one you remember is not the one with the lies and errors and all the negativity with it It's the one with the positive interpretation, okay? Go until that's the first one you remember when you remember that thing in your life, okay? And the more you heal, the more of them will heal. Uh, You will never have to address all those problem issues in your life. Probably three to five would be it because they're all interconnected at the bottom, okay? Uh, You need to know I have never broken a significant cycle in my life that I know of. Maybe a couple of little ones. But Hope, my wife, has broken a multi-generational, very negative cycle that her family was in. In fact, every single person in the family, she's the only one that ever broke it. And I watched her display incredible courage for many many years. So um, breaking the cycle in your life, uh, even if it's a little one like me, can be life-changing not only to you but to everyone around you. Uh, Once you break the cycle, uh, then almost certainly about that area you are more positive, you have better emotions and feelings, better thoughts, better behaviors, You're going to do better at everything. You're going to to do better at your job. You're probably going to make more money. Your health is going to get better. You're going to be happier. Your relationships are going to... Everything! Everything! Because you're breaking a negative cycle and when that is broken and then you intentionally create a positive data bank for that with the meditation, that area is going to go from negative to positive. And any time that happens, it's life-changing. So, today, don't let another week go by. You don't have to go see anybody. You don't have to pay any money. Uh, This is something you can do 100% on your own. You've got the equipment. You just haven't been using it. Take hold of your image maker. Start creating your best possible life and break those cycles along the way. Thanks so much, have a wonderful, blessed day.